consider ourselves a creative upper class. When it comes to ideas, we're just in a different tax bracket. Welcome, welcome to the Creative Habit Podcast. I am many things to many people, but today I'm your humble host, Rodney Omeo Kache, but you can call me Evo. Oh, and by the way, how do you like the new theme song? I think it's fire. Shout out to DJ Drama. Anyway, this episode kicks off the highly anticipated second season of the podcast. It's surreal that we're here because... When I started this podcast, it was, it was just fun and games, but it's grown on me, and you guys as well. It's become not only a great pastime, but a platform for me to speak my truth, share my thoughts, and just bring you content that makes sense. I have a great lineup of discussions and subjects to dive into this season. I actually planned for this season, so expect some more method to my madness. I even got some special throw to you so I can continue to give you the vocals you have come to know and love. Am I not generous? Are you not entertained? I've even got some of the most creative people I know coming on as guests. Some of you even sent in suggestions of what topics you'd like me to unpack on the show, so it's going to be great. I'll bring you content that could help you, challenge you, or just make you think. But I would just like to add this disclaimer. I am not a motivational speaker. I'm just a dude with something to say, and if you're motivated by something I say, that's dope as hell, but that's not my goal. You don't even need me or anyone to motivate you. You should be self-motivated, motivated by the desire to achieve, to be better, to just be tops, you know? And that's an inner well that never runs dry. So this podcast is dedicated to creativity, just in case you're new here and you don't know. It's dedicated to creativity in all its forms and expressions. Even if I'm discussing something that doesn't directly have anything to do with creativity, you can bet my approach and my unique perspective on the matter will be creative. I'm all about being reasonably open-minded, curious, and just pursuing truth. That's my agenda. I'm not interested in bashing anyone or their belief. Nothing I see here is all there is to say about the matter. I'm all about balanced points of view. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because, well, I assume, it's because you care about what I have to say about a particular subject, not because I have all the answers. No one does. No one has it all figured out. But having the right conversation is a step in the right direction. Always. Speaking of conversations, though, the first guest for the new season is my friend Aisha Algi. She's the SA New Media to the governor of Kebi State and one of the first female photographers from northern Nigeria. Her resume is as extensive as they come. And this conversation is particularly special because she opens up about things she wouldn't discuss in person or in any other interview. I'm special like that, okay? For example, she opens up to me about losing her creative spark and her experience with anxiety as a result. This is Aisha as you've never heard her before. Those of you who know her and are familiar with the work she's done, you will know that this is special. It's one of those rare moments where she pulls back the curtain a bit for us to see her truth. And the truth that other top photographers deal with regards to um, anxiety, depression, and even suicide 
It got deep and dark for a minute, but there's always light at the end of the conversational tunnel. She also talked about her about the time she was left stranded in the war zone while on assignment. So, I mean, it's a lot to unpack in that 45-minute conversation. So, stay tuned. Whenever I give talks on creativity, I like to start with a, with a truth bomb. Not everyone is creative. The moment I say it, I can feel the room shift. I suddenly have their attention. You know, before, if, if they thought they weren't sure about who this nigga is, now they, they're curious now, they want to know. I still look on their faces as if I've just burst some bubble. The unease in the room is palpable. You know, that statement is a bona fide table shaker, but it's the truth. Not everyone is creative. The assumption is wrong. It's, it's like saying everyone is extroverted. First of all, you have to be pretty damn smart to be creative. Otherwise, you're just going to do what everyone else has done. And that is not creative by definition. Then you have to be open-minded and have divergent thinking capabilities. Divergent thinking is a way of thinking whereby creative ideas are generated by exploring many possible solutions. It's about being able to generate lots and lots of ideas before evaluating them. The opposite is convergent thinking. A convergent thinker sees a limited, predetermined number of options. He's focusing on a limited number of choices as possibilities. It's like when you answer a multiple choice question, you must pick from one of those available choices. And most people are that way. They're convergent thinkers. They can't see beyond the options that are right in front of them. Also, creative people are, are highly motivated to do creative things, to do new strange things and look for aesthetic experiences. They love to attend art shows and exhibitions and read fiction and you know, go to galleries and museums and to enjoy poetry and to enjoy music that is not mainstream. These differences aren't small differences. They make all the difference. So it's a real misstatement to say that everyone's creative. It's a matter of wishful thinking. You wish you were creative. <laughs> you wish. And everyone likes to be associated with that word. Even organizations and businesses and, and governments and countries, they like to associate themselves with the, world, with the word creative and um, creativity as if it magically makes them so. But it's not that simple. It's like saying... It's like saying everyone is intelligent. Well, if everyone is intelligent, then the term loses all of its meaning because any term you can apply to every member of a category has absolutely no meaning. I think what people, want is, what people mean when they say all people are creative is that everyone can generate ideas, right? So if you, divide, if you define creativity as the ability to generate ideas, then fine, everyone is creative. But the issue isn't whether you can generate ideas. It's whether you can generate, generate ideas that are different from the ideas that have come before, that are new. That's the distinction. The idea has to be novel and useful. That's creativity. Being skilled at something isn't the same as being creative. The skill is the skill. Creativity is being able to apply those skills in ways that are unique to you, that are new and brave. Anyone can, can learn graphic design, fashion design, and whatever else. 
be it as a hobby or as a pro. In that sense, you are simply a creative. You feel me? A creative individual, on the other hand, doesn't need to be in the arts to be creative. Whenever I talk about these things, I try to make that distinction. It's very important. A creative individual doesn't need to be in the arts to be creative. He doesn't need to be labeled as a creative or be in the creative arts to be creative or see themselves as such. It's simply who you are. Creative individuals exist in all kinds of fields. Engineering, fine arts, entrepreneurship, leadership, medicine, acting, and on and on and on. You may be a skilled designer, but that's no guarantee that you're a creative designer. Do you see where I'm going? One example that comes to mind is the, the popular trend of hyper-realistic pencil artists and painters we see all over social media and Twitter these, these days. You can tell they're all products of the same art school because all their work is the same. Their styles are similar and the subject matter they focus on has, this, has been the same since day one. It's so repetitive and unimaginative. Yet, <clears throat> yet another wet person. Yet another ma- ma- uh, massive facial close-up. Yet another giant eye. Like, don't you guys, don't these guys have anything else to draw from? Any other inspirations? I mean, you can't argue with their skill level. They are, they are, they are good at what they do. But they can't do more than that. Hence, they are uncreative. And once you start thinking in this way, you start to truly appreciate those who push the boundaries of what is acceptable of what is possible and cool in their fields. You start to notice a true artist and differentiate them from those who are just good at copying. You start to recognize that some of the most creative people aren't even in the arts. Think Steve Jobs or Lionel Messi or Steph Curry, Barack Obama. And that's me thinking too far. So if you're an artist, the question isn't whether you can draw, sing, or paint. The question is, Are you creating something new? Are you making new music? Are you exploring new styles and subject matter in your paintings? Uh, Sorry, just a second. Allow me to sip this tea real quick, you know. Yeah. So where was that? Are you exploring new styles and subject matter in your paintings? Because... It's creative people that that take the seemingly mundane and turn it into something spectacular. Look at Salt Bay, the Turkish butcher, the guy who became famous for his signature salt sprinkle. I adore that guy. He's a, he's a class act. He's a perfect example of a creative individual. He turned the art of selecting, cutting, and preparing meat into, you know, something to be enjoyed, to be looked forward to. I've never seen that, you know. I never thought, I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been to butcheries and, and abattoirs. I've seen what those guys do. You know, it's ugly stuff. It's, 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 you know, no one wants to see that shit. But this guy has turned it into something beautiful. And look how his business has grown. We see him and we instantly recognize what he has contributed to the culture. So, limiting creativity to art is a common and costly mistake because We ignore other forms of excellence and individuality. Every avenue of your life is an opportunity to be creative. And if you start thinking in this way, your life experience will dramatically evolve. I promise.
So, just to be clear, there are creative people and uncreative people. This is fact. Some people are hereditarily predisposed to creativity, while others have had to develop it on their own over time. And you have to understand, creativity is not all fun and games. I tell people all the time, it has its cons. One of them being that people tend to misunderstand and hate to create true creativity when they come across it. It could be out of envy or fear. You know, when you're a creative individual, you're basically walking around with a target on your back. Your differentness attracts attention from the wrong people, like the authorities. Creative people are revolutionaries. Tyrants hate revolutionaries. So in essence, they hate creative people. Jesus was creative, and they killed him. Galileo was creative, and look what happened to him. And there's so many examples throughout history. There are so many reasons to not be creative. Even now, it's hard to make money off your creativity. Off your creativity. There are starving artists all around us. It's a, how do you say, double-edged blessing. I can't tell you the amount of flack I take from voicing my unique opinions or, you know, whether online or in my own household. It's a gift and a curse. Also, think about it from an evolutionary perspective. It's better to be part of the herd, like a zebra, when the the lions come. That way, you can't be singled out. Creative people stand out by their very nature, and that makes them easy targets. Just think about it. It's a cutthroat world out here, and you need a bit of finesse as you display your creative gifts. And not everybody can hack it, so they suffer. But if you're truly creative, one of the things you absolutely cannot do is to not be creative. You will literally wither and die. In fact, one of the takeaways from my conversation with Aisha is that creative people need to be in spaces where they can be creative or they will be miserable. She opened up about this in the next segment. The worst thing for creative people is to not be creative because they just die. Same thing goes for every kind of personality. If you're extroverted, you can't be cut off from people or you'll be miserable. If you're an agreeable person, you have to be in an intimate relationship or you'll be miserable. If you're conscientious, but you're unemployed, you'll be miserable because you have to have a duty and you need responsibility to feel alive. So it's all about knowing yourself and where your power comes from, where you need to be to feel, to feel most alive. So if you, if you feel miserable for no apparent reason, it's likely that you're in a situation that is not in line with your nature. Same goes for open people such as myself. We have to be creative. We have to be engaged in an, activity that, in, a, in an activity that stimulates us, like podcasting or photography or, you know, whatever. Or we risk losing ourselves. You know, we, be, we become bitter or rebellious. And a lot of people have poor mental health because they are as far as you can imagine from their natural element. That place that maximizes their gifts. Depression and anxiety are bitches, you know. And they are often in response to that misalignment. They are your body and mind's way of telling you that you've strayed off the path. So uh, that's that's that with this um, with this aspect of the episode. I mean, I hope you I hope you you, you get my drift. 
there's so much to unpack about it, but I just want you guys to get into Aisha right now. I mean, get into... <laughs> anyway, so, on to the guest segment of the episode. Just a brief um, history. Aisha and I first met at an event where we were both scheduled to speak like five years ago. She's a mentor, a friend, a confidant, and a partner in crime all in one. On paper, we seem like we couldn't have anything in common except photography. But our relationship is such that she can come on my podcast and just talk. Not even for me or for you guys, but most importantly for herself. She's one of the most authentic people I know, and I'm pleased to have her here. Here we go. So, I'm with the, the lovely, inimitable, talented Aisha Augi. Um, <laughs> we're live on the Creative Habit podcast, and she's my guest tonight. It's about past eight, and we're trying to... Fit into the schedule. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to get in there. So please, Aisha, you're welcome, and thank you for making out time to to be with us. She's a photographer, and uh, also SA New Media to the governor of Kebbi State. So you can see she's uh, full of tricks, <laughs> full of so many things, depth, and we've known each other for a while. How long have we known each other? I have no idea now. It should Probably be six years. Oh no, no, that's no? five. I think it's five. Yeah, probably five. Five or four? No, definitely more than four. For sure. Because I was still in the office. I still had my office. And my yeah, office is almost yeah. four years now. Okay, Since okay. I shut it down. Okay, okay, okay. okay I've okay. been in Kebi for almost four years. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's four say five. Four years in December. Let's say five years, so, five years. So at least five years. Yeah, in that time we've uh, been such good friends and I'm so happy she's here. So, um, so what's it like, you know, doing what you do? What's it like being Aisha? Like, what's, what's that about? <laughs> That's a very... I know, right? I know, yeah, right? Why do I even start with that? Okay, you know what? I know, I know where we start. And this is, this is, this is where I'm very, very um, interested. Is yes. Being a photographer and now being full-time to, like, politics yeah. and all these things, how has that affected you? How has that changed you? Because, you know, it's... It's no easy feat, you know, being a creative individual. And you're one of the most creative people I know, and not just... I used to be. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, talk about, like, what's, what's, what's that transition been like, and how, how has that changed you? Okay, well, I'll say, like you said, it was a transition, right? Mm -hmm. And it started out with telling stories. You know, I've always been one to tell stories. Mm -hmm. I like to find stories, not mm -hmm. even telling, find mm -hmm. stories. Mm -hmm. And... I had many mediums. I studied mass communication, media and communication, and I always thought, what would be the best way to express myself? Mm. Um, I would say generally, as a creative, I've done everything from acting, painting, um, voiceovers, to I've tried sculpting. I've tried so many different creative expressions. Mm. And then I decided I would settle with photography. Mm. And I had the opportunity to serve my country, and then I was like, I'll go back home. The options were on the table. And that year, I wasn't too sure if that was what I wanted to do. 
but um, in discussions with my boss, he was like, you can continue your creativity as much as you want, like um, find ways to infuse it. So I was, I, I got hired as the new media aide. Mm-hmm. And one of the first strategies we had was to use pictures to tell the stories because I wasn't hired as a photographer. So I had to get <clears throat> other people to do that. And there was really no time mm. a lot of times. I have um, three growing children, family, everything. So, you know, we're trying to weigh everything. It was just easier to delegate some of the things that were happening. But along the way, I just lost it. Like, I lost my, my entire being, like, most of my adult life. Even from when I was a child, I would incorporate painting or scribbling or doodling in all my books, even in class, like I would be doodling. But all of a sudden I was just, I don't know if it was because of the entire situation of trying to actually get work done. And it was just, every day was just, you know, every day was extra. Mm. Every day was just long. Especially in that part of the world, right? Yes. Mm. It was just a lot of work. And, Mm. and then I just felt lost like I couldn't think I couldn't create I, I saw myself just not being able to come up with concepts like the usual me would have a million ideas mm. like I would always have and I hardly ever document them but it got to a point where if I if an idea pops up in my head I would write I would have to put it on my phone mm. that didn't used to happen I always had it and I knew the time would come when I would want to create what mm, I've thought mm, of mm, mm. but it was like it was amazing to actually have an idea, like a fresh one. Yeah. And it just got draining after a while. Um, a lot of issues in between, you know, with life in general. Mm. And I just lost it. And I couldn't understand what was going on. I just, every, every day just seemed like work. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was the job because I could have created a lot of things. And I did. Mm. I would enter the like everybody knew if there was anything traditional cultural Aisha will be there Mm. you know if there's something weird like when we've had to go look for elephants like (laughs) to me that was like the most amazing journey yeah I saw that yeah Yeah, we had to document that you know searching for elephants for days um I'm sure I can come up with I can't think of all the many different Mm. escapades that I've gone through in and creating images for that But guess what? I still haven't shared these pictures. I haven't edited. I haven't even looked through them. Mm. So, like, you wake up and you just find yourself lost. So I felt like a fish out of water in Mm, a way. mm, mm. Because I was also... I I still wanted to achieve. But because this was my medium of expression and then losing it was Mm, just... mm, mm, mm. It threw me off. How how, how did this this feeling of, of, you know... Almost like, would you say it's emptiness, kind of? Yes, I felt that there was. A, I told my 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 my. There was a time my one of my friends was like, "Are you sure you're not depressed?" I was like, mm. "I don't think so," but I now I've thought it through. I like I had to take some time off. I took some. Time. What about your kids? Did, did they? Yeah, I'll get to that when mm. you know. Let's just say, with my friends, it started out with my friends, mm-hmm. even the creative group. Mm. We used to have meetings every Sunday when I was around. Mm-hmm. When we had the photo wagon, yeah, yeah. we would meet every Sunday. Then there was the photo cafe. Then there's the creative clan. Mm-hmm. Then I was just disconnected. And then 
even a lot of the circles that we I had were connected to me being a photographer. Like even you, mm-hmm. all my friends, everybody was connected to. So I would get lost in like, okay, I've not carried my camera in God knows how long, or you know, they're talking new cameras, lenses, things like that. Like just the general gist of things, I yeah. was lost. Talking show. Yeah, yeah, I was lost in it, and. I don't know. I wouldn't blame the work, the job itself. I would blame like myself for allowing myself get lost in the whole mm, scheme mm. of things, and not being able to paint just woke me up. And then mm. my friend was also like, "You've not really done anything lately. Like mm. our entire lives, we're talking about printing or mm, t- mm, framing mm, or mm. taking pictures of one thing or the other, and it's been a minute. Mm. You've not said anything." So that started making me aware mm. of where I was. Mm. And I realized I wasn't really happy. Mm. I wasn't happy with, mm. with where I was yeah. in that sense. Um, you had lost your, your I had your, lost your, my oomph. Your, your creative spark. <laughs> my creative spark that would find it interesting. And it was, it, was, it was really, I don't... And I now noticed even when I spoke to one of my friends, she said, you know, I've been meaning to say something. You know, because you're losing that you. What makes you you? Like that that person. Mm. And I was like, no. What do you mean? Like I'm still here. And she's like, no. You know that that create. There's this creative thing that like when you're the, the the your eyes lights up when you're talking your about yeah your energy like has changed. And I was just thinking, okay, it couldn't be the work because I love my job. Mm. You know, it couldn't be. The, but I just realized this being in a space where you're not allowed to be creative, mm. it drains you. Not that you're not allowed, but you don't have the space to be. Mm. You know, you're talking really serious stuff. But even within the space that you're in, you're limited because they don't understand. You know, creative, and, and I think that's one of the things about being around other creatives. Mm, mm, it mm. makes it helps you because they understand you and you can. When people are describing um, photos, mm. you know, art, it sounds like madness to yeah. some. Yeah. It's like when I listen to people talk about wine, yeah. right? Because yeah. I don't drink wine, mm. I don't understand. I'm like, okay, what's this about boldness and dryness? And like, it's just a drink. <laughs> it's just a drink. You know, you know, you know? I'm, I'm glad we're talking this because, you know, when we talk about mental health and we talk about mm-hmm. a lot of the reasons why people like fall out yes. of themselves and I've been reading up on this and you know people like to talk about it as as something that comes and that uh, comes and goes sort yeah. of mm. but when you really think about it it's like it's like your body or your, and your mind responding to you to not you. being in yes. your natural element yes you get whether it's being creative or whatever it's like someone who's conscientious for example mm-hmm Someone who's conscientious, for example, if you're if you're not if you don't have a job, yeah, you feel like you're not. You feel yes, like you're useless. Incomplete. You get what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. So there, so it's about being in your element. Mm-hmm. And for creative, if you're not creating, if you're not you know expressing, if you're not in a situation where you're engaged. And you know what's odd? Yeah. In talking about this, I've spoken to a couple of other creatives. Mm. Like I've spoken to like three photographers who are like, listen, I'm going through depression. Mm. Like they've literally been clinically diagnosed. And I sat down to think about 
when was the when was the first time I stopped like I stopped carrying my camera, and it was connected to when I went to an IDP camp, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then I ended up going to Meduguri mm. and shooting like I literally, and I was left there. I've said this story a couple of times now. The helicopter left me at the camp because apparently there was like air fire. Um, shooting of shelling mm-hmm. in between the insurgents and the military, and so you you're literally in in a war zone. Yes, <laughs> I was left there, not left, but there was no like there no there's no communication. Mm-hmm. So you have to be in a space where they have satellite phones for mm-hmm. you to even connect with anybody. So mm-hmm. I was just there waiting for the helicopter, and then it was time for the curfew. And they're like, well, you have to just find somewhere to go because mm. there's a curfew mm. at five. And mm. I was like, no, but the, they said they were coming for me at four. Mm. They're like, if they're not here yet, they're not going coming. to come and they're not going to land. And I had to, I was confused as to what to do. But then they were like, listen, you can just go to the humanitarian hub. Mm. They will definitely find you a space. So in between the, 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 where the helicopter was taking off, which was an abandoned school, mm. And the hub, I was now asking questions along the way. We stopped to buy um, meat. And then I saw this amazing contraption. And I had to stop. I was like, please, let me just quickly get a photo of this. And it was a guy. He created, they created, I now noticed it around town as we were going. Mm -hmm. So it's a wheelbarrow. Mm -hmm. Then they put a a shower head on the top. Mm -hmm. And then the fire is underneath. I mean, shower, you know, the bottom of the shower, the shower basin. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. weld it on top of the wheelbarrow. Of the wheelbarrow. Yeah. And the fire is underneath. Yeah. And I was like, but why a wheelbarrow? And why? They're like, because if anything happens, they, they're ready to move instead of losing their meat yeah, yeah, or yeah, their, yeah. their life savings. Yeah, they yeah. will move with it. And I thought that was so creative. Oh, damn. So I was documenting that. But then thinking about it later, mm-hmm. It really got me sad, like thinking these people actually were forced to, to become creative because of the situation they found themselves. Necessity. And then I realized I had taken pictures. There were a lot of political posters of women. Mm. And I was like, that's so amazing. Like there are women all over the place. This is different. This is nice. Mm. And like my, my caption would have been really exciting. Like, yeah. oh, it's so great to see women. Mm. But then staying the night, I now realize the only reason most of these women, because most of the men were gone. Um. So it, it, it gets you, you think you're just documenting, right? For those of us who are doing documentary photography, you mm. think you're just documenting, but you don't realize there's like post-traumatic stress. <laughs> we hear about PTSD all over the yeah, place. Yeah, you yeah. absorb it and you've done your work and you think, oh, I've, I'm done and I move on. And there was a, I'm not trying to be, I, I, maybe I should be graphic but not too graphic. <laughs> Please, go ham. There was a young girl I met. She mm. was, I think, 11 or so, I'm not sure. And she was shot in the face. So, like, you could see the scar, everything. I have a beautiful portrait of her, but mm. the scarring is there. Mm. And she was now telling me the story of how she was carrying her nine-month-old baby brother, and that's how she was shot. So the same bullet that shot her in the face shot killed the child and she ran with that child for seven hours not knowing the boy was Was dead and the mom had to now stay with her in hospital for like six to nine months like they were so she carried that injury and was running for hours for hours but you don't realize it affects you too as a human Mm. so i i now connected 
my own loss of that creative space to that trip. Not necessarily the job, but to that trip. That, that specific trip. To that specific trip. Because I kept thinking, when did I drop this camera? And then I went through all of my images after, which I hadn't looked at. Mm. And it, the last ones I looked at and edited and stuff was that. Shit. You know? So I was telling my friend, and she's like, no, you need to talk to somebody about it. So I called another one of the photographers that she was doing a different um, space. And I spoke to her, and she's like, yeah, you know, she gets really depressed. I just thought, um, just the thought of what people are going through, and she can't do anything about it. And, you know? Mm-mm-mm. I was like, okay. And I called one or two others, and next thing I knew, like, this is in the documentary space of negatives yeah. we're not talking there people who want to do weddings it's mm-hmm. happy go lucky mm-hmm. um and then i i spoke to someone who documents burials but for him it wants him it, he for him he connects to documenting burials so he can feel alive like it reminds oh, yeah. him it reminds him to keep living you see i would be like okay that's a bit weird mm. but it works for him it works for him yeah He's still connecting his own mind, state of mind to what he does. You know? So yeah. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't really say I have 100%. Sorry to make this about me. Yeah, no, make it about you. But why didn't you ever call me to talk about these things? That, like, oh, oh, like. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I have no idea. Like, I'm, no, not, but even I'm, not, then, I'm not depressed enough. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you were too happy. <laughs> you see, who would think this laugh would have any form of depression? And that's that's also another thing. Yeah. You see people just walking around and thinking, like you know. But for me, mm. my issue was now anxiety because mm. I was always like battling. I, I'm still going through that, you know, battling what to do. Mm. Do I want to still remain a creative? Like, mm. it got to a point I even stopped posting stuff online. Yeah, I, I noticed that as well. Yeah, like, I like, stopped yeah. posting on Instagram. I stopped. I've, I, don't, I, I don't think I remember the last time I went to my Facebook page or even Twitter is once in a while. It's only when something is happening that mm. I would. And I just started getting disconnected one way or the other, you know. And then with the anxiety, it's like you're always feeling like there's something about to happen or you need to do something, but you're not doing anything. It's not going anywhere. So. It just keeps coming and coming and building up and building up. Would you would you go out? Did you did you at least like maybe? No, I was mingling. I wasn't. It, it gets it becomes depression when you stop doing any everything. Like yeah. you just want to be in your room. You don't want to eat. Mm. You don't want to think. You don't want to put on your. You don't want to do anything. Mm. Like you just don't want to be alive. Did you ever get to that point? No. Oh, okay. No, I could have. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand? Because yeah. I for me the happiest times and. It was Mamza Beauty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fatima Mamza actually said, Aisha, she said something just in passing. She's like, I've never seen someone so happy to, for, for things to be cancelled. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even realize, because I've not even spoken to her about, about this about right this, now. Yeah. She didn't realize how it hit me. Like, So why would I be happy for appointments and stuff to be cancelled? when that's what I love to do. To do, yeah. Like, it didn't make sense. It was also another thing. So, I think having your people that know you around you also helps because they 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 make you aware of what you think you know. We always live our lives and we, we're in, a, in our own state of mind mm-hmm. where we think we know mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
or we think we know where we are, but it takes other people around you sometimes to make you understand. This is saying, yes. you, know, you, you know that that things fall apart saying. Mm-hmm. Things fall apart. The way we've learned it has always been in that context of Chinua Achebe's book, right? Yes. But when I was reading that book, that twelve. When you read it now. No, no, no. But when, there's another book. The one I told you about, Twelve Rules of yes, for, 12 for rules Life. Of, yes, yes, yes. By Jordan Peterson, and he said that things fall apart is the natural state of affairs, which means that. When you stop paying attention, when you stop maintaining things, it will definitely they start fall falling apart. apart. Yes. That's how it is in life. So, so in that sense, you kind of stop paying attention. You stop That's being what I mean. in tune, and things start to fall apart, and you didn't even notice. You didn't even you. I look until yeah. <laughs> now when I sit down and I'm just like, wow, okay. And you know what it is? I saw one of one of our photography friends who put up something, and he was like, in the last year or so, mm. he's not wanted to do any shoots. He's just not been feeling. Mm. So basically, he's only been doing commission stuff. He's not created things the way he would look. Yeah. And then he's like, I just realized I was going through like, you know how you have writer's block, mm-hmm. so that he's back to being. And I I picked up the phone. I was like, Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And he's like, What do you mean? I said your post says a lot. You've not said anything, but, but it says a lot. Yeah. Because for you to go over a year not creating something, there must be something, something. wrong. And he was like, you don't, you have no idea. Yeah. Like, he just broke down and just started. Like, I could, I, I, I wanted, to, at a point, I wanted to say, okay, um, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. Because the easiest thing to say to someone who's going through stuff like that is, don't worry, it'll be okay. Don't worry. I'm sure if you put yourself into it, but that's not what it is. You mm. you don't... I wish I could explain. Mm. I really wish I could explain how it feels. Yeah. Not being able to put things in words. Not being able to get another person to understand Damn. what you are going through because yeah. they see you in a certain light. Yeah, yeah. So he had been through that. And I think he was connected to someone who had cancer or something. So he just... It, everything just... Like you said, things fall apart. Everything fell apart. But he's gotten himself back right, now. Yeah. And no, like, you don't understand. For me, I just feel it's the same way with young people mm. that want to express themselves in certain ways. And you're like, no, you have to do this in this way in this or that way. way. And yeah. they, they just either go into a shell or they become rebels. True, yeah. 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 They become rebels. E- but, either of the extremes. Yeah. Yes, but you see, as an adult, you're using logic, you're using experiences, you're thinking about what people are going to think about you. Mm. You have so many other things to deal with that you can't express what you're feeling the way you are supposed to. Yeah. You know, so for me, being able to talk to the, all these one, two, three, mm. and, seven people mm-hmm. you know on these mm-hmm. issues and understand that okay I'm not the only one mm. who's going through this and then I spoke to a doctor actually and just to see what she had to say and she's like oh you know it's like you have anxiety it's like anxiety it's probably an anxiety disorder and we'll have to just you know there's some tests that can be done to see how you but based on everything you've described yeah. it's anxiety you know and you have you could have had depression like so you know when you have borderline depression so you have anxiety and borderline depression, depression. and i'm like depression me <laughs> you know like this happy go lucky i'm happy what what do you what do you he's, she's like you can be happy and be, be depressed Damn. i'm like i don't understand you can be happy she's like most of the happiest people in the world 
are depressed, like a lot. And she mentioned a couple of people. What, you know, you know why that's so poignant is because it, it goes to show that happiness is not the goal it, in yes, life. Yes, it's not. It's once, not. once you're once you're not doing something that is purposeful and deliberate and mm-hmm. you know intentional, intentional. No matter how happy you try to be, you're still going to have that that hole in Who your soul. Was it? The video that's gone viral of the Golden Globe was it Golden Globe or Emmy? The video about women. She was talking about women. What's her name? The actress. As women, you should be allowed to to work for your craft. You should be allowed to achieve. You should be allowed to want to have something for yourself. For yourself and it's yeah. gone viral. You know, and a lot of women are now talking. It's now opened up dialogue for a lot of women to start talking about the things that they go through and how they're feeling about Mm -hmm. their lives. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone might see you and think, oh, perfect, you have the perfect family, you're such a great wife, you're such a great Mm -hmm. mother. But they have things that they want to do. Yeah, it's things that hardly ever as they seem. Yes, hardly. So that's a difference. I would never think... That she would break down like with, that, with yeah. that kind of situation. My, mm. my, her thought process would be, my thought process would be, oh, it's been a long time coming, mm. or I've been working so hard. Mm. And this girl just, this woman, she's not young, mm. took it back <laughs> to her own mother's era. Era, yeah. And why it would hit her so hard is probably because she's probably been conflicted about her creative lifestyle or life. And this family, like, it's like, okay, should I focus on this mm, or mm, do mm, that? Mm, mm, it's either mm, or. Mm, 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 mm. But you should be able to find a way to blend the two. Balance both. That's, that's balance. Balance. The, the, ways, Life. the ways want to make you choose between one or the other. And you can't. And you don't have to. The world also wants to put you in a box. So it's like, so are you a photographer? Or are you a politician? Or are you, you know, like I've gone through so much when it comes to that, where everybody's asking, mm. so you're a politician now, so uh-huh. why are you still holding a camera? Why you know it's like people are always trying to put you in the box, yes. And I'm like, I've not even shared all the many versions of me. So what would happen if I do? You know what I mean? So you come to a point in your life where you know this is who I am, this is what I want, and I'm going to be intentional about how I achieve it. And it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Yeah. Do you understand? I hear this now. I sound like one of those you know, motivational speaker things. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, but that's, it, it is that's mo- where mo- you are. Motivational. And that's, that's really, like, like life in, in that sense, that's how you get to that point where you're, you're zen. Yes. You know, where you're not, you've, you found a way to put everything together. You can be so many different things without having to, to be 100% one. Yes. Like, but one thing I know for sure is if you are a creative and that's like your spark in your life. That has to be. It has to be one way or the other connected to what you do. At least 60%. At least. Yeah. You have to. So yeah. now I'm back to being that person mm. that's looking for those stories. Like, and then... I'm making videos, I'm making documentaries, I'm, you know, and I'm connecting it to how I, I used to think in yeah. that conceptual way where it's no more just about what I see. Mm. Because I became, I became it, someone who was documenting what I saw mm. and like finding a story in just what I see. But mm. now I'm searching, you know, for those concepts. Like I'm trying to connect the you're, two you're going in one way. Now. I'm going yeah. deeper and I'm asking deeper questions. Mm. But without also giving myself the responsibility of feeling I must do something about it. Because mm. that causes issues too. 
where you want to see something, you're like, I must find you a way must, to change yeah, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so depressing for mm. you when you can't do it. It's like, I want to save all these people, but, you but can't, I can't. But you can't. So you have to come to terms with that also. Mm. If you're going to be within the kind of work that I do, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you have to be like, okay, there's only a limit to what I can do. I can push as far as I can and I have to be okay with that. When it's no more in your control, just, it's okay. Just, just let, let it go. go. Let it go. You've done your bit. Let it go. You know, you, as Niger- Nigerians will say, I can't come and kill, kill myself. myself. <laughs> as, as Werner Boy would say, you know, and that's why whenever I go on Instagram and I, sometimes I want to comment mm. on my story and say, like, why are people trying so hard to be happy? Like, mm-hmm. what are you hiding? Yeah. Do you get, when I see someone like trying to show that she's this or he's this and that, and yeah. this, and I'm like, bro, sis, what are what's you, going on? What's going yeah. on? And yeah. I'm, but, you know, I don't want to be the guy to... to you don't want to be the one who's... They, they will hate on you they now. They'll they be like, hate, this guy wants to come and take away happiness. Yeah, I'm hating, Even you know, though it's there. You know, you know, but hey. But you see, I think even with social media, because one of the... When I was discussing with one of our guys who basically was one of the top photographers when it comes to documentary mm. but now like there's a whole bunch of younger people Mm-mm-mm. and he started to feel obsolete mm. in a way mm. absolutely really? yes can you imagine like and his his work will last a lifetime mm. so i couldn't understand the first time he was men- mentioning it i was like are you mad Please, this one you're just looking for attention you know that kind of thing like mm. but now in the state of mind that i'm in i looked back at that conversation and i was like wait this guy was trying to tell me something. Mm, mm, so mm. I went back. And do you know, speaking with him, he actually tried to kill himself. Can you imagine? And he, he said his level of, of anxiety to post something on social media was so bad. Like he would open the picture, go back, think about what to write. Okay, what if they don't like it? Okay, what if, you know, this, some younger person would be like, so is this who your mentor is? When I, you know, things like that. I was like, are you really serious? Like, this is disturbing. He was like, yes. It was bugging him. It was bugging him because he just felt... So I said to him, okay, let's look back. Yeah. Are you sure, like, even back then, it wasn't the hype that was pushing you? Because I'm not a fan. I don't really care for hype. Mm. I will put whatever I want. Mm. Whether it, it doesn't... For me, the story, the mm. picture doesn't have to be perfect mm. as long as you can get the story. So mm. if, if the picture is from my phone... Mm. In fact, I think 90% of the images on my social media came from my phone. Mm. You know, so as long as there's a story I want to tell or something I want to say, I will post. Mm. But he got to a point where he's thinking the lighting must be perfect, the shadows, the light. What are they going to think? What of the skin on the person's face? Like it was that deep. He must, he must live up to the hype. He that must he live has up to the hype that he has created. Pressure. Yes. Unnecessary. So unnecessary pressure that he gave himself. And I'm sure the same happens whether it's in the mm. fashion industry. The makeup, like I know makeup artists that just even stopped doing makeup because they just felt they weren't like they, they, they it's like I'm gonna move on to the next thing mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I've it's like I've dominated this industry, so I'm moving on to the next thing, but they're not moving on because that's what they want to do. 
they're moving on because they're allowing all of these things get to them. Get to them. They feel like so they don't want to compete easier. with the new people. Yeah. It's just easier to move on to the next thing. To quit. That's basically which is quitting. Quitting which can never happen <laughs> for and, some. And which is why we give all these guys props to stay in the game long enough. That's my point. Because they've they've they you know when they they manage to stay in the game regardless of the changes and the people coming Whatever up to happens, challenge. Whatever happens, people who started out with film today, if we're calling the photographers in Nigeria our veterans how mm. many of them show up you know them yeah you know them like dep- every 10 10 years like give a generational generational gap of 10 years mm. you know who you will call within those 10 years that have remained consistent, consistent. even if they're not fully consistent with what they do what they do yeah. they're still relevant right so I would say this, it's the same when it comes to music. It's mm, the same when it comes mm, to art. Mm. The creative industry itself is not as nice. <laughs> it's not that nice. It's on to the next one and the next one. So people are trying so hard to stay relevant. You know? Wow. And the, and the pressure. The, the pressure, pressure. The social media, especially social media. And the things you'll do to, you know, you start to operate outside yourself exactly to try and meet up man to meet up yeah and that's that's really how it happens to meet up like I know for for example Mm. for me I don't care I will wear whatever I want and I'll post it and I had someone who wrote me that oh didn't you just wear that outfit last week I was Mm. like yeah Mm -hmm. because I love it like Mm -hmm. is it your business as in you know what I mean but for others it gets to them where they're like ah I can't be you're actually worrying about what you look like every day based on Social media. What someone else is thinking. Yeah. No, now you're now living your life based on that one comment that someone made. Ah, you're, every morning I'm going to get dressed. Okay, did I post last week? Well, what did I wear? They're going wear? to your page. Mm. To, really? So what's, well, if we keep going into the different reasons why people, people become this you know, thing or this the other. Dark version of themselves. But one thing I know mm. talking to each and every one of these people mm. is how miserable they were when they stopped doing what they loved. Regardless of what caused it. Mm, 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 mm. You know, and getting themselves back or even inviting them to one or two creative things you can see like they're coming back to life. Yeah. Like, like I miss this. People, are you hearing this? This is this is she's giving you the tea right now. She's telling <laughs> you. know, me, I forgot we were recording a costume. And that's, that's that's how we do. But yeah, I mean, I you, you've just got into the crux of the matter here, where you know sometimes people just they don't know. You know, even even now as you've you've, you've broken it down, people still don't know where where it comes from. Like even I thing. don't know, like all the time. Mm. Because if I didn't speak to others, I wouldn't even see it from their perspective. I've yeah. seen it from their perspective. And there's good and there's bad. There are people that will tell you you're, you're spiraling out of control. Mm. You shouldn't be doing this or that. Mm. And you choose who to listen to. Mm. But we don't give the same when it's negative. When it's negative, you just want to push it to the side. It's mm. like, no, I'm not that person. Mm. Everything is perfect over here. Over here, yeah. We're not ready to take... Willful blindness. On, but when people are hyping you, you're very happy to accept that, oh, I am the best, yeah. I am this, I am that, you know? Hmm. So for some, it's getting that continued relevance, it's getting that um, hype, it's getting that, mm. that's what keeps them going. Mm. For me, it was actually doing the work, waking up and seeing that I didn't have anything that I wanted to put out like I see the work that I want to create passing me by and I'm just I know I wasn't even thinking it that's my point if it was killing me then that means I can do something about it I'll pick up a camera and go Mm, but like it was just okay you're oblivious to it 
<laughs> and things fell apart. Yeah, I think <laughs> things fell That's apart. That's how it is. And I was just like, look, I, I can see all the images I wanted to create mm. in my head and I just let them go because I'm not in that space. I know, and, and it's synonymous with, with not just individuals, but with entire organizations and countries. When you start to neglect... Yes, the core values the core of that, what you're trying to do for example like 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 oh. with what our first leaders had in mind when they brought all this together yeah and then subsequently we just kind of forgot we totally forgot and like, things fell apart it's like we don't have those values that we need to keep us moving to where keep we, the country we're on, feeling on we're track. connected we're yeah. patriotic we're united you know yeah and these things oh you don't understand no we, like, we, we, we let ourselves go that's oh, basically what it is that's what happens yes. you just let yourself go and then one day you wake up you're like how do we get there? No, but higher? how, like, okay, I want to ask you this because we're on your podcast. Like, I've said how I came to terms with knowing what was going on with you. Yeah. Like, what of those who don't have people around them? Generally, like, how do they, you know, you're not a doctor, but I mean, we need to find a way to talk about things I, like I think this. if you don't know, if, if you don't have anyone to talk to, then you're pretty much done for done for <laughs> if you it's one thing if you don't have anyone to talk to and if you do and you don't reach mm-hmm. out you're pretty much done for I think once you yeah once you just on your own on that island yeah so but what, what usually happens because I've spoken to people who found their way back on their mm-hmm. own they, they get some they, they get as low as they can possibly go and they're like what the hell am I what doing what am I here? doing why you am get, I here like what? yeah and I've they, just wasted how much time you know and they start to get themselves back you know what? I think I think if we're aware of all these things, of the many ways that that demon of depression can or it can just come can just come when you that's why you have to be vigilant. Yeah, you have to be aware of your own state of mind. Of your own state of mind, so that you know when these things start to creep up, you can be like, "Hey, hold up, hold up." I think that that's that, that that's how I deal actually personally because, um, man, I'll be I'll be lying if I said that things haven't happened that uh, I know when you went through some some things you know right yes yeah when your sense of self has been tested when you've mm. been tested by whatever the hell you know and you just have to you know face it head on you know and yeah. decide if this is I don't know if I ever told you this about what actually pushed me to just go ahead and say I'm quitting my job to become a photographer like it was one sentence and Tibeti Yirabo who runs, she was, she's the creator of Genevieve magazine. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I went to her office. Mm-hmm. She had created, um, she had the magazine and then I was still working but I was thinking, I want to be a photographer and I was thinking, okay, let me just contribute. Let me start with contributing to magazine. So I was talking to a couple mm. and sending my stuff out. So I went with my sister to her office and I said, um, so she was like, so tell me like, what would you what would be like amazing for you if you were to be a photographer? I said, ah, Michael Jackson or Mandela, like to shoot either or. Mm-hmm. Like if I was gonna give a cover, mm. the most perfect cover it would probably be You know you're showing your age now saying Michael Jackson. Yes, right? <laughs> and they were still alive then, yeah. all of them. Yeah. So I was like, either or. Mm. Like and it wasn't anything to do with who they were, but I felt their stories were so spectacular that it would always be interesting for someone to pick up and read, mm. you know? And obviously it would be easy to, um, to, to, to know because there's some people that just having a portrait of them alone, knowing that you, 
it was planned with you as the photographer can work for you yeah. and obviously it was a magazine mm. even though it was a female magazine mm. I don't know why I didn't think of any women <laughs> but those were the two that, came to, that came to my mind when she asked and my sister just started laughing and she was laughing and she was like you see this girl is crazy like she's always been crazy that kind of thing mm. so I expected auntie to also laugh mm. but she had the straightest look on her like you don't understand you know when someone is just like Devil Wears Prada type of just... Unfazed. And she looked at me and she said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something to you, Aisha. You need to get rid of all the dream abortionists in your life. Oof. So my sister paused, like, okay, what is this one talking about? And she goes, starting with your sister. She didn't even look at her. She just pointed at her. And she was looking me straight in the eye. Yeah. And she just pointed at her. She said, like, get rid of the, your, your, the dream abortionist in your life. She said, your dream is like a baby. You need to nurture it. You need to let it grow. And then you birth it. You birth your dream. It's, it, it's how much you put into that dream that will determine if it becomes... She said, so what if it's Michael Jackson or Mandela? Are they not human beings? Are there not other photographers shooting, taking pictures of, of them? them? Sure. Like, what makes them special? So what? That's conversation that one conversation with this person i've spoken to all sorts of people that will tell me you can't be a photographer you're a woman you can't be a photographer you're getting married you can't you're gonna have kids when when are you going to have time everybody kept telling me (laughs) why i couldn't do what i wanted to do she was the only one who looked and i'm telling you this i it looked she looked me in the eye i've said this story a couple of times because for me, what happened years later was what really got to me. Years later, mm-hmm. at the Sisterhood Awards, Mo Abudu Sisterhood Awards, mm-hmm. they gave me Photographer of the Year. Mm-hmm. And they announced Betty Rabo to, 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 to give, give you it the to award. Can I you literally like, had tears in my eyes and she didn't understand because she had forgotten we had this conversation. So I got on the stage and I, I just couldn't even talk. Because I was just like, you guys have no idea, idea how this, how important. Like, it's not even about the award right now. Like, the person that is handing it to me is one of the people that just... So it's so easy. Just give someone... A, like, just say something positive. Even if you're going to be logical. Even if you're like, okay, listen, oh, it's crazy, oh, but you know, it doesn't make sense to me. If it makes sense to you, find a way to make it. You, you there are yeah. ways to talk to people... When, especially creative people, because you're all your 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 everything is connected to this spark, this life, this you using your mind, your hands, whatever. Mm. And one person can just shut you down. And that'll be the end. And that's it. But then I always say people can it's not everybody that will understand. Yeah. You know? But she gave me this award and I held her, I went backstage, I was like, Auntie Betty, you don't understand. She's like, What? I said, You don't understand. <laughs> I kept saying you do not understand. I kept saying, I keep saying I will write the story. I did write about it. It came out in um I think it was Why Niger or Daily Trust, one of them. Mm. And I wrote about it actually called um Get Rid of the Dream Abortionists. <laughs> you know, your, yeah, oh, that was the topic. Oh. But it's the same kind of thing I would say to creatives. Mm. You'll be on your own. You have a dream. You have a dream, Rodney. And you're allowing external forces mess you up. And these forces can be yours. 
It can be your own head. It can be your own head. It can be your own experiences. It can, if you're not aware, you have to always be mentally aware. Pay attention. Of where yeah. you are. Pay attention of where you are. Take time to reflect. Like, it, make, it can be weekly, it can be monthly. Like, just take time for yourself. And I do that now where I go and I'm not a wife, I'm not a mother, I'm mm. not a friend. It's just me and myself. And I give myself time to breathe no social media nothing and just think about who i am and where i am you know mm. just reconnect with me reflection very key yes and, and, we, and, we, and we don't reflect enough we don't days go by oh my god things are happening and it just happen 24 and just, hours aren't enough you know so like imagine imagine if you ah. took out time to just think about the things that happened and then you now realize okay this is how this made me feel and being busy doesn't mean you're 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 winning it doesn't because you can be so busy that you've neglected yourself. yourself so now i'm very okay with canceling like i cancel stuff not canceling but i don't even book certain things mm. like i i i i will know that within how many this is the amount of hours in a day i'm giving mm. to whatever mm. it is i'm mm. doing mm. you know and someone just someone asked me so how do you survive and i'm just like the truth is i look back and i don't even know how i did it mm. like now that i'm so aware of where i am and who i am i look back and i'm like how did you pack in so much day to day like every day, day. how cuz even as a creative even if you you get stuck in a habit like there's some people that you already know their work which is excellent there's a brand mm. you see it you know that's it mm. but it doesn't mean that's what they want yeah. they probably want to show something else but they're already stuck in that habit that so taking time away can help you refresh and you you can start a whole new series of things that would still be you because you've taken time to think Asha you you've spoken so well today <laughs> I this have is, to listen to this to know this this is better than i expected and i'm i'm so glad Unfortunately, I wish we'd go on and on, but you know how it is, the time and. But wow, I mean, Aisha has given us a lot to think about tonight. Yeah. You know, this is even for myself. I'm gonna go. Even for yourself, I mean, and, and this is why it's, it's good to talk about these things. You know, yeah. Not not just, which is when I, when I tell guests about coming on, especially the ones that I want to come on. Mm-hmm. It's not even just about the podcast or about people who yeah. listen to it. It's about just you getting in a state of mind where you're actually now thinking mm-hmm. you know not just about yourself and about your experiences and it's it's like oh wow I didn't even know I felt this way on flight yeah. talked about this and welcome to the creative habit this is why we're here so Aisha thank you creative habit let's no. make it a creative habit exactly <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah. exactly the point it's a creative habit you know, oh I get it now you get it yes. right yeah it's I do it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a state of mind it's a way of living yes yes All right, so thank you for coming on, Aisha. Thank I'm you so, so much. Forgive my exhausted voice. It's been a long day. Yeah, I'm sure they don't even mind. Um, I hope so. And yeah, let's stay, you know, balanced. Stay um, creative. Do Keep what you got to do. And... But take time for yourself. Now that's the motivational. That's the motivational, Aisha. Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's a wrap.
And that's it for this episode of the Creative Habit Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. Your support is immense. If you would like to be notified when new episodes go live, do subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts can be heard. If you haven't already, you can follow at the Creative Habit Podcast, one word, on Instagram. You can also follow me, your awesome host, on Twitter and Instagram at Rodney Avo. That's Rodney A-V-O, one word. Feel free to hit me up, talk to me, converse with me, make suggestions, anything. And finally, share this episode and this podcast with your friends and family, your besties and your exes, your spouses and your children, your main squeeze and your side piece, anybody that you think would benefit from my content. Thank you very much. Rodney, out.